Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback with your hosts, Jumpin' John McDermott and Bill Price. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. Today I will discuss the role and influence of three of the Brill Building songwriting teams, Pomus and Schumann, Greenwich and Barry, and Boyce and Hart. So sit back and have a listen to The Brill Building, Part 4. Jerome Felder was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1925. Using the stage name Doc Pomus, teenager Felder began performing as a blues singer. Gigging at various clubs in and around New York City, Pomus often performed with the likes of Milt Jackson, Mickey Baker, and King Curtis. Pomus recorded approximately 40 sides as a singer in the 1940s and 50s for record companies such as Chess, Apollo, Gotham, and others. In the early 1950s, Pomus started writing magazine articles as well as songwriting for artists such as Laverne Baker, Ruth Brown, Ray Charles, and Big Joe Turner. By 1957, Pomus had given up performing for full-time songwriting. Mort Schumann was 13 years younger than Doc Pomus. He was also born in Brooklyn and initially became a pianist. Doc Pomus asked Mort Schumann to write with him because Pomus didn't then know much about rock and roll, whereas Schumann was familiar with many popular artists of the day. The two teamed up to compose for Alden Music at offices in New York City's Brill Building. Usually, Pomus wrote the lyrics and Schumann the melody, although often they worked on both. Their compositions were recorded by artists such as Dion, The Flamingos, Andy Williams, Bobby Darin, Fabian, The Drifters, and Elvis Presley, among others. They wrote the his songs, A Teenager in Love, Save the Last Dance for Me, Hushabye, This Magic Moment, Turn Me Loose, Sweets for My Sweet, which was a hit for the Drifters and then the Searchers, Go Jimmy Go, Little Sister, Can't Get Used to Losing You, Suspicion, Surrender, and Marie's the Name, His Latest Flame, also an Elvis Presley hit, Viva Las Vegas. With the advent of the British invasion, Pomus and Schumann moved to England, where they penned songs for a number of British musicians. After the partnership with Doc Pomus ended in 1965, Schumann moved to Paris, France, where he wrote songs for Johnny Holiday and embarked on his own recording career. Pomus would also write several songs with Phil Spector, Young Boy Blues, Ecstasy, What Am I to Do? He would write with Mick Mike Stroller and Jerry Lieber, Young Blood and She's Not You, and with some other Brill Building era writers. Pomus also wrote Lonely Avenue, which was a 1956 hit for Ray Charles. Pomus was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a non performer in 1992, the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1992, and the Blues Hall of Fame in 2012. In 2010, Schumann was also honored by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ellie Greenwich was a popular music singer, songwriter, and record producer. 
By her teens, she was composing songs. While in college in 1962, Ellie Greenwich got her first big break in the business when she traveled to the Brill Building to meet John Gluck Jr., one of the composers of the Leslie Gore hit, It's My Party. Needing to keep another appointment, Gluck installed Greenwich in an office and asked her to wait. The office turned out to be that of songwriter-producers Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. Liking her piano music coming from the cubicle, Lieber and Stroller agreed to allow Ellie to use their facilities as she wished in exchange for first refusal on songs she wrote. They eventually signed Greenwich to their publishing company, Trio Music, as a staff songwriter. Before marrying Jeff Berry, Greenwich wrote songs with different partners, including Ben Raleigh, co-writer on Berry's first hit as a composer, Tell Laura I Love Her, in 1960, and Mark Barkin. Ellie was also a session singer, recording so many demos that she became known as New York's Demo Queen. Her biggest hits during this period were written with Tony Powers. The Greenwich Powers team made the charts with tunes by such artists as the Exciters, Darlene Love, and Bobby Sox, and the Blue Jeans. Ellie Greenrich and Jeff Berry married in October of 1962 and shortly afterward decided to write songs exclusively with each other. Greenrich introduced Berry to her latest partner, songwriter-producer Phil Spector, and the threesome went on to help define the girl group sound of the early 1960s. The Barry Greenrich Specter team composed several of Specter's biggest hits, including The Crystals' Da Do Ron Ron and Then He Kissed Me, and The Ronettes' Be My Baby and Baby I Love You, as well as the holiday perennial Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Barry was subsequently signed to Trinity Music, and he and Greenrich were given their own office with their names on the door. Besides their hits with Spectre, they also recorded singles and an album under the name The Raindrops, with Greenrich providing all the female vocals through overdubbing and Barry singing backgrounds in a bass voice. In addition to What a Guy, which is actually a demo with Greenrich on piano and drums, and the U.S. Top 20 hit, The Kind of Boy You Can't Forget, the couple wrote and recorded Hanky Panky which later became a hit for Tommy James and the Shondells in 1966. And they wrote Do Diddy Diddy in 1964, which was taken to number one spot on the charts in both the UK and US by Manfred Mann. Barry and Greenwich also wrote songs for Connie Francis and in 1964 charted with two Leslie Gore hits, Maybe I Know and Look of Love. When Redbird Records was founded in 1964 by Lieber and Stoller, Barry and Greenrich were brought in as songwriters and producers. The label's first release was the Dixie Cups' Chapel of Love, written with Phil Spector and originally recorded by the Ronettes. Chapel sailed up the U.S. charts to number one. Barry and Greenrich continued to write and or produce hits for Redbird, including several other releases. For example... By the Dixie Cups, the song People Say. By the Ad Libs, He Ain't No Angel and Remember. By the Jelly Beans, I Want to Love Him So Bad. And by the Shangri-Las, Leader of the Pack, which was co-written by George Shadow Morton. 
Barry and Greenrich divorced in 1965, but continued to work together for much of 1966, partly due to Ellie Greenrich's discovery of a talented singer-songwriter by the name of Neil Diamond. Barry, Greenrich, and Diamond joined to form Talleyrand Music to publish Diamond's songs. Diamond was subsequently signed to Burt Burns' Bang Records and had a number of hits such as Cherry Cherry and Kentucky Woman, all produced by Barry and Greenwich, who also sang background on many tracks. In addition, Barry and Greenwich teamed with Phil Spector one last time to pen I Can Hear Music, recorded by the Ronettes in 1966, which was their final song for the Phillies label, and by the Beach Boys in 1969. The threesome of Barry, Greenwich, and Spector also wrote River Deep Mountain High, which Spector produced for Ike and Tina Tuner, although Ike was officially banned from the studio recording. Although River Deep peaked at number three in the UK, the song was a commercial failure in the US, stalling at number 88. However, a few years later in 1970-71, the Supremes and the Four Tops had a number 14 hit with a revival of River Deep. Barry would later go on to work with Don Kirshner, producing tracks for the Monkees in 1966, using a few of Neil Diamond penned tunes for the Monkees to record. Later in 1968, Kirshner enlisted Barry as producer and main songwriter for The Archies Show. Barry had also recently founded his own label, Steed Records, and Barry and Andy Kim collaborated on several tunes for the Archies to record, including their best-known single, Sugar Sugar, which hit number one, became the RIAA Record of the Year for 1969, and earned the group a gold record. Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart were a prolific songwriting duo best known for the songs they wrote for the Monkees. Hart served in the Army after leaving high school. Upon discharge, he traveled to Los Angeles seeking a career as a singer. Boyce, at the time, was separately pursuing a career as a singer. After being rejected numerous times, Boyce wrote the song, Be My Guest, for Fats Domino. That song hit number eight in the U.S. and number 11 in the U.K., becoming Domino's biggest hit in the U.K. in several years and sold over a million copies. Boyce ended up meeting Hart in 1959 and the following year played guitar on Hart's single Girl in the Window, which flopped. But it marked the first time he used the name Bobby Hart since his manager shortened it to fit the label. Their partnership made a breakthrough with a song recorded by Chubby Checker, Lazy Elsie Molly, in 1964. They went on to write hits for Jay and Americans, Come a Little Bit Closer, Paul Revere and the Raiders, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, and the leaves, words. The latter two songs provided the Monkees with B-hits in 1967. Boyce and Hart also wrote the theme song of the daytime soap, Days of Our Lives. At one point in this period, Hart also co-wrote Hurt So Bad for Little Anthony and Imperials with Teddy Rand, Dazzo, and his regular songwriting partner, Bobby Weinstein. In late 1965, Boyce and Hart wrote, produced, and performed a soundtrack of the pilot for the Monkees, including singing lead vocals, which were later replaced once the show was cast. In 1966, despite some conflicts with Don Kirshner, 
who at the time was the show's musical supervisor, Boyce and Hart were retained in essentially the same role. It was Boyce and Hart who wrote, produced, and recorded accompanying by their backing band, the Candy Store Profits, a large portion of the first season of The Monkees tracks. And the band's accompanying debut album was written by Boyce and Hart. The Monkees themselves re-recorded their vocals over Boyce and Hart's when it came time to release the songs, including both the theme for The Monkees and Last Train to Cocksville. The latter, of course, which was a big, big hit. Kirshner suddenly relieved Boyce and Hart as producers by claiming that they were using studio time book for Monkees for songs to record tracks for their own solo project. In fact, while working with the Monkees, Boyce and Hart embarked on a successful career as recording artists in their own right, and they released three albums on A&M Records. They were Test Patterns, I Wonder What She's Doing Tonight, and It's All Happening on the Inside. The duo also had five charting singles. The most well-known of these was I Wonder What She's Doing Tonight, which reached number eight in early 1968 and sold over one million copies. The song I Wonder What She's Doing Tonight was awarded a gold disc. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look at the Brill Building History, Part 4, featuring three songwriting teams, Pomas and Schumann, Garinwich and Barry, and Boyce and Hart. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.